That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? To it. Hello, everyone. We're back for another episode of That L Word Podcast. A podcast about love, <laughs> leadership, and all the things you're afraid to say out loud. I love it, man. Uh, it's um, we're going to talk about toxic positivity. I learned this word from a very good friend, and she was uh, she taught me this word, and she said, "Look it up." When we got the phone, when she look it up, and I and I went to Google. And you and you have it. On. Go ahead and hit hit him with the. Well, I got it because then Morgan he just a lot of times our podcasts one of us will send one word or two words to the other person and we'll give a thumbs up. So Morgan sent toxic positivity and I was like, I've never heard that word. So of course I looked it up and the Google machine says it's toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult the situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. While there are benefits to being optimistic and engaging in positive thinking Toxic positivity rejects all difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful and often falsely positive facade. It, it reminds me of a movie. Um, oh my goodness, where the lady was like a nanny and she like she tried to take the other people's kids and. Um, what kind of movies are you watching, man? It, it was like it's old movie. Like it talking about like the early nineties. Uh, that was high school for some of some, us. Uh, somebody's baby. Uh, what was it? Rosemary's uh, baby. Rosemary's. Is that it? Is that the one? I just know the name of the movie. I don't think I saw it. Uh, Hand that rocks, rocks, rocks the cradle. Yeah, with the, the yes, that's the one. Uh, Matt with the assist. We're like she was just like she was always so positive, and everybody they, they said no, she could never do this, but she ended up being a murderer. Oh, right. <laughs> it was it was a crazy movie. Not the and it was old. Like uh, or it is old. Ain't no was old. It is old. Uh, but it like that. That's what I think about. I think about people that are delusional. That's me. Okay, that's I. Yeah. When I look this <laughs> up, I think of the people that are. It's almost fake, and I guess delusional comes into the the same same space. It's fake in the sense that you can't. I mean, you can't always be positive, especially if stuff that is happening that's negative. You you need to accept that. Uh, process it and then and then move on it, right? But people who, yeah, I guess delusional is probably the best. It way. is delusional. Yeah, because they're living in like this world of like that didn't happen. I always tell like when I'm talking to people, they're like, "Oh man, how are you? How's your day?" I say, "My day is great, but there are moments within my day that have been very challenging, mm -hmm. right? Because if you look, sometimes we we especially with you know we say talk to positivity, people are like um. On social media, I used to always just portray the great, the great, the I great. I call it Facebook happy. Facebook happy, right? Yeah. I was always doing that. And this was years ago when I first started. Having a great day and I heard a great day. Somebody messaged me. It was like, you can't be having a good day every day. And then uh, I was like, well, you're right. And I and I was always taught to be authentic, right? Uh, when I would share my message, when I speak, when I coach, like I was always taught to be authentic. Then I kind of had to step back one season and was like, this ain't real. Because people were telling me, like, you you know, um, you look happy. You look this way. They look at a picture. They see something. You see me, you know, I thought y'all were cool. I thought you was, you know, what do you know? You're telling yourself a story based off the pictures that I'm showing you. And so I realized that. 
Or are you telling the story based off the pictures you're showing? Correct. That's what it was. That's what it was. I was you're telling giving, the story. But you I, like, I, I wasn't thinking of it that way because, you know, no one had ever – I had never learned or no one had ever explained it to me that uh, it took years before I started understanding, like, the, the impact of social media. Right, and that's the, the social media is a new thing, but the same impact people had, you know, where they show up when they're in a relationship and they're like, hey, hey, they, and they grade around each other when they get behind closed doors. They like hate each other so much, and that was what made me come out. One year, I was like, okay, I'm a. I literally started off the years. I'm gonna post what's real, and this was maybe about seven years ago, and it's literally one of the things that actually made me more human because I posted a post and I told people how I felt that day. And it was hard too. Cause I was like, this is awkward. Like, cause you, so you get so used to posting positive, 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 but that's why I was toxic because mm-hmm. I was telling the story and it's almost like I was trying to believe in myself. But then I told, you know, it was, I think it was something about mental health or something. I, uh, maybe when I got back from Afghanistan and I, and I had shared something and then uh, a young lady named Melinda, I'll never forget it. And she said, I appreciate you showing me that you're not invincible and that you're a real person too. And ever since then, I ain't looked back. I share whatever I feel. If it's, it could be anger, it could be sadness, it could be happiness, it could be inspiration. Um, I haven't been really mad a lot lately, so I've been in more of a positive place. But I do find days where things are challenging. Um, and you still you step back and you think of toxic positivity and you look at then you look at social media. Like even the people that are like listening to this now, like you you you've heard the definition. If you have, go ahead and you can look it up, uh toxic positivity, and then go on social media. Yeah, and and I know you live on social media a lot more than I do. Yes, um, I live there literally. <laughs> it's, you know, it's I, I when I think about this, I just think about every day too, you know, and, and we see it a lot where people are like Oh, I'm, I'm having a bad day or, Oh, this happened. Oh, you just, you just need to not worry about that. That's not realistic. That ain't no. And, and as I was, <laughs> You're be worried about way more other stuff if you don't worry about that. Or, you know, and I'm looking at this little chart. This, uh, this is on verywellmind.com. Let me see. Let me check it. That's where I got, well, I'm, I'm zoomed in so I can see each of the oh, pictures. Okay, okay. But one of them says experiencing guilt for being sad or angry. And I think this is a very real thing because people, you know, you always hear like, well, you should be thankful for everything you have. So if you're feeling sad or angry. That don't mean you're where, not thankful though. Yeah. Right. But this is where people f- start Assumption. to m- maybe feel guilty. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't feel sad or angry because, you know, I've got a house and I've got food and I've got a job and I've got all these things that others might not have. But those are still, whatever it is that's causing you to be sad or angry is still very real for you. And to me, this whole you know, toxic positivity thing is like where people are coming in and saying like, oh, you just don't feel that. Have you ever worked with a work with a client and they told you how they and you said that to them, like you you had to appreciate what you have? Have you ever shared that with them before? No, I mean, I don't tell clients anything. I always ask them. You don't tell them anything. You tell them something. I try not to. Really? Mm-hmm. So if they tell if they if they 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 go on woe is me how do, you you try to get them to to the, oh that's a good one so people that are have that toxic positivity why are you happy 
Do you not have these things going on in your life? Yeah. You know, or, or what are the source of those feelings that you're having right now? Mm. Right. And then call when them when they bluff. Yeah. And then when they identify <laughs> that, you know, and then help mm. them feel whatever it is they're feeling to work through whatever it is they want to work through. But to me as a coach, you should never, that, that's consultant. If you roll into consultant mode, mm-hmm. that's when you're telling people, Hey, here's what, here are my recommendations right. for you to do or not do. Right. But as a coach, you're asking questions for people to help for sure to no, help them sure. discover the answers on their own. But I think this whole toxic positivity thing after reading it and looking at it, you know, dismissing others difficult feelings. So it's not you know you can, so basically what okay this I'm learning something right because this is this concept to me you all again is new, right? So I'm Yeah, that's why we thought we talk about right, it on yeah, air. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new con- it's a concept. Um, for us, and because I always just I was just thinking about how I was being, I could I could be the the person with toxic positivity. How I'm like everything's great, the world is great, man. Everything is going just the way I planned. It, it's all meant to be, and da, da 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 da. But I didn't think of how that could downplay or prevent you from showing compassion, empathy, grace. Oh my goodness. Well, and back to that, it's you like, know, it's like a disease. Yeah. The golden rule, you know, always treat others <laughs> the way you want to be treated, but that's assuming that the way you want to be treated is always right. Assuming. <laughs> so I always tell people the golden rule is wrong, right? You treat other people like you you meet other people where they are and you treat them the way they want it, want to be treated. Say it again. You and I probably both grew up with either a, a grandmother or a, a parent or somebody saying, treat others the way you want to be treated. Facts. How you and I want to be treated is very differently. So if you treat me the way you want to be treated. It's, it's like basically the, like the love languages. Yeah. Don't love me like, you can't love me like you want to be loved because that's not how I want to be loved. That's right. So if you know the easy example is this. If you like candid conversations, if you if you got a booger on your nose and you want me to tell you I want you to tell me. But other people <laughs> might not want that. But if you want that and then you just tell somebody they got a booger on their nose, that might not be where they Not to go down are. a rabbit hole. <laughs> but like when I'm speaking, you meet so many people, right? And that is the issue. It's like how I might see like you might have they might have food on their face or mm-hmm. they, a booger like literally yeah. like for real and like I've had like so and I ain't gonna lie sometimes I just left it and I say I don't have a close enough relationship to, to I don't know how to say this without but that's a great example coming Morgan. across so, in a certain way but then certain people I'm like bro <laughs> okay so th- because you probably had the relationship with that person that was deep enough for you to know I thought it was safer yeah well how they want to be treated yeah. Right. If you treated everybody the way you wanted to be treated, you're going to miss 90% of the time. Yeah, because some people ain't going to appreciate that. Like, and they're going to feel, and, and I never, I don't want to, I want to, like, well, I think one, it happened this last one, and it was this, this, the guy, he had this booger, and it was like a group of us. And I'm like, I know I ain't the only one to see this shit. Well, right. it, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I literally, when you said it, like, it literally brought that back to my mind. I was like, I wanted to say something. One, it wasn't the right time. Two, I don't think, like, knowing kind of like first, first, you know, first perception of that person, I don't know if it would have been welcome. Well, and I guess a maybe a, a deeper example is you might just want somebody to be like, Morgan, you got a booger in your nose. 
Right, Jody, you better tell me every time you see. <laughs> right, whereas the other person might just want you to, and you know, for those listening, you're not going to see this, but I'm just no like, idea. just touching my nose, like, hey, give them the subtle hint, and that I think is a good example of I don't care if we're oh, in a group of people instead of saying my breast thing. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, Jody, your breast. How you tanks, frame it? Or, you know, hey, you want some gum? Like, and so, like as I was looking at this, this toxic positivity thing, dismissing others' difficult feelings. Right. Again, that goes back to how you want to be treated or how you feel is different than others. So just because you've got a feeling and you're able to like squash it down and dismiss it or put it in a box or whatever it is that right. you might do doesn't mean you can dismiss the feelings that other people are having. No, I, I agree, man. Like how do like how do you think in a corporate setting? Okay, and I've just one just popped in my head. <laughs> like so, how do you how do you and I'm making more difficult to you. Like how do you deal with it when? Well, let me let me get the that, one I, I got in my head. Okay. So let's say you get promoted. The promote this, and we see it in the military all the time, right? It's promotion time. Mm -hmm. So Bob got promoted, Jan got promoted, and you know Bill didn't. What's everybody always tell Bill? Ah, just get over it. You'll get it next time. That's the big one. <laughs> right? You, you, it ain't your time yet. It ain't your time yet. That's instead of like having a conversation with Bill. And the one em thing. Show us some empathy. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I always appreciated about when chief results in the Navy came out was they would give the results to the command first before they release them publicly. So that the, the reason for that <laughs> is so that you can go out to all the people that were not selected and have you, a conversation. You should already with, know, actually. You should know who's pending th that look. Right. But yeah. I'm saying, like, when the results come out, it's right, like, right. you made it, you didn't, you made it, you didn't. So the intent is for you to go to the people who didn't first and have the conversation with them before everything becomes public. Right? But so often, you just hear, oh... Don't worry about it. Next time. I got, I got passed over as a staff sergeant. I didn't get no talk at all. And I just was out there like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, What did they tell you, though? Nothing. Nobody told you anything? Nobody said get over it? or No. They, or were you said, even showing you, said, you were upset? Uh, I probably wouldn't know in my environment. I probably wouldn't even. I'm like, it is what it is. Next time. Yeah. See, and that's especially around the chief season or any ranks, really, you see a lot of people that are. But I was hurt. I ain't going to lie. Like, I'm yeah. like, what the like, I thought I did everything. Like, you know, I, I'm so then what kept you from expressing that? Because that's one of the other bullets in this whole thing. Hold on right here. Well, experiencing guilt for like being saying. It's like from. Um, ignoring your problems, hiding painful emotions. So I will use this one. When it comes to um, death, if I lose somebody, don't. Sorry for your loss. My condol I don't, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. Ah. I want to feel. I want to feel. Like I don't want to. I don't want. I don't need you to. I don't want to be continuously reminded of what just happened. I hate it. I actually. I don't. Even now, I know. I know it ain't healthy, and I still don't like it. So, how would you? How would you want people <clears throat> to acknowledge it? What I. What I. What this is another way you just said. <laughs> what I would. What I would do. What I would do for you, instead of saying sorry for your loss, to say I just want to let you know if you need me, I'm here for you. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how I show up for that, these people now. Um, but I do understand. Like, I, I, I've, tr I've tried to 
I've said it a couple of times in the recent year about sorry for your loss because like my view of and that was it's the toxic positivity like my view of death is different. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's why when I'm laughing, like people can't see me grinning and laughing because it literally is with the first one that we talk about, like, I'm trying to spare everybody else when I'm not really spared. That's how I want to be, you know, handled uh, when it comes to things like that instead of saying, like, how can I show up for you? Right? Um, and so it's like, we have conversations like this all the time in general. Like, not only about, you know, we never had one about death. Or, but, like, now it's like instead of saying – what can I do for you? It's like, what can I do to support you in this? Yeah. Right? You taught me that. Right? Yeah. And so I said it to my athletes and my other was like, they might be having a bad day or something like that. It's, I don't, I don't say, I used to say like, Hey, shit happens. Right. See, like, and that's exactly what they're talking bro. about. Yeah. Like, like get over now it. Now remember why you get to do this. Yeah. And then I started just, what I started doing is just like, and it actually, it worked out way better uh, because when you say that, people are just like, it's almost like cliche, and they're like, okay. It's like two people saying hi when they pass. Hey, how you Correct. doing? Oh, good. But when I say like, oh, you know, what can I do to be there for you and support you? And like I'm asking you, like you tell me how you want it to be mm -hmm. done. And I've gotten, thank you for Like they actually reply with yeah. something of value. Like, you know, I'm not sure what now, but if something comes up, I'll let you know. And I've had people actually, you know, uh, follow up on it. It's like this: if you could do this, or right. give me the day off, or do, or you have, do you have time? I just need, I just need to get it out. I just need to talk. Like it, it put us in a different place. Instead of saying like, "Sorry for your loss," and then it's like, <laughs> and that to me, it's those, it's those. When I think you know? of dismissive <clears throat> stuff, that's what I think of. It's the, it's that. It's the the canned responses instead of yeah. the things that open the door. To me, I would rather have. And this is just my personal feelings. I would rather have somebody say nothing than to give me a canned response. Military, and this is corporate world because I've seen it, right? And uh, and I work with the corporations where you see um, when a big dog comes around, right? And he talks to every junior person. And he was like, you're doing a great job. Thank you for, for, for everything you do. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even know what I do. <laughs> you literally don't know what I do. I know you don't know me. You know, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Like, cliche, canned, and it's, it's like, you know, I respect the people, leaders, and people, uh, again, that when they meet them, they're like, so tell me about what you do. Who are you? If if I could help you, what would that look like? Right. right? What you, excites you, you to you, get up and come yeah, into you've work? you've seen leaders that do that, right? They just ask not these, these closed-in questions like, or just these closing statements, like let me, you keep you're doing great, keep doing what you're doing. If we can help you, let us know. Ain't no, right? Because if if you could help me, you'd be trying to find out what the problem is. Yeah, and I think if even just saying I appreciate you being here, or I appreciate the work that you're doing, then you're, it's at least more genuine because that's scary, it's still, that's still a slippery slope. It is, it is. But at least you're acknowledging <laughs> you're acknowledging the work and the fact that they're there serving their yeah. country or you know the organization or whatever. It, you're right. It is that, like, oh, you guys are doing a great job. I guess you would know it depends on the, your relationship with the information you know about that leader. Right. You you can kind of tell it. Because, okay. you know, as we we were in a while, you could tell people, like, he actually, he, when he says that, he means it. Mm -hmm. Then there's other people that, you know, I stopped saying. One of the things I stopped saying when we when, when people left for organization, uh, let's stay in touch. Yeah. You know, if you need anything in the future, let me know. 
I only say it to the people I want to say it to. Like right. literally, if I don't mean it, like I'm not, I'm not going to say something to you just for the sake of to make myself feel good. I think that's where that toxic positivity is going. Like you're trying to mask your own feelings. Yeah, and the more I think about this and the more we talk it through, I don't know that I like the term toxic positivity. I mean, I get it and I understand all well, the somebody concepts. Somebody made it up, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, to me it's just more authenticity, being genuine. That's really what it comes down to. And then being open for other people and what they're going through. That's positive positivity. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing. I, yeah, I think it's just being, you know, because people that are not you don't authentic. like definitions. What's that? No, I love definitions. I'm just saying this. We're, I, I feel like we seem to be attaching toxic to everything nowadays, and that is just going down the negative road. Yeah. Right? But, like, you're either authentic or you're not. And uh, yeah. part of all of what they're talking about, as I look through the definition and, and the little examples here, it's all just not being genuine, not being authentic is really what it comes down to. You're, you know, you're like saying things are great when they're not great. You're not allowing other people to say things aren't great. You know, it's, it's putting up this facade. That's what you're doing. You're putting up these walls, your Facebook happy or whatever you want to call it and not being authentic. And that's the, and that scary part is if I look at the if I'm devil's advocate, like that's the part where people commit suicide because they feel alone. Well, like I'm just I'm going yeah. straight. Like, yeah, you went way down. But that's real though. Like you, it's this is great. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna yeah. be okay. And you just, it ain't. It ain't okay. Like it's literally okay. I'm telling you, I need you, and it ain't okay. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to navigate these waters by myself. I, and people, some, and, and like we talked about earlier, I didn't say I needed help. I just expected it. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking back to last episode. With Fidel, when we were talking about, I was talking about when you're hardened and it's just all this stuff put on you, mm -hmm. right? And then you get deeper, deeper into like the core of it when you can't see the outside. When people are saying things that are, you know, it's going to be okay or mm -hmm. they're just putting more like band-aids or covering over it and not allowing you, you feel the like space. You, yeah, you feel like you need to suppress it. Right. You, and then yeah. like... After like 20 years, <laughs> 10 right, years, then you're, now, you're like, and none of those people that were around suppressing or around to help you deal with the the, yeah. the, the baggage yeah. that you've created from suppressing it over time. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think that's in this. I could be wrong, everybody. I'm going to say this before I say what I'm about to say. And But the, the first thought that comes to my mind is like PTSD. I'm just gonna be honest. That's the first because, and I have they say I have PTSD. I'm diagnosed with PTSD, and they they just continue to say like this is this is acceptable. This is acceptable. This is acceptable, but they don't talk to you about the other. It's like it's like every like even with the positive uh, toxic positivity, it's one sided, right? Nobody tells you when it comes to PTSD about post traumatic growth. The other side, like there mm -hmm. is a possibility to grow from this, and I actually kind of get—I'm actually getting upset at this moment. I'm about kind of dig digger digress because I, I really don't like it because I don't like when we when we we force our ideology. It's like terrorism. Shit, it's terrorism. It's literally mental and emotional terrorism, right? You need to feel this way. You—it it has to be this way. If you're not, you're wrong. You're bad, right? 
Um, and then we tell our service members and we tell other people that with traumatic experiences, you have PTSD, you have PTSD, you have PTSD. But then you wonder why they act the way they do, but you have never given them the space to be who they are or provide them out. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the thing for me is what's kind of bubbling up. A, you've got to help people build resilience, right? Which is like acknowledging whatever. Traumatic growth. Yeah, whatever's going on. <laughs> and then you turn that around and you say, I'm stronger for this. Right. Right. This thing happened and now I'm stronger for it. Right. And then the thing with like, and I guess this kind of plays into this toxic positivity thing that we're talking about, only it's more negative. And the assumptions people make, oh, you were in the military, oh, you were overseas. Oh, you must be, you must have. That's the first question. Yeah. That's the first question. Were you over there? That's how they asked it. Yeah. Because they don't, they, were you But there was even like a, there was a TV show called Over There. (laughs) Did you go, did you go over there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Right. So they're, how are you? Yeah. They're putting all that on you when you're like, uh, I'm I'm great. (laughs) I'm better than I was. Like, it's like, (laughs) but I think that's that, that's that resilient piece is where you're taking whatever the experiences are because, you know, it doesn't have to be going to war. It can be anything. Like, and I've said this before. Trauma is trauma. Trauma is trauma. If you were in a car wreck, you're going to be jumpy around. You lose uh, your mama. Yeah. That's trauma. Like, that's it, right. Yeah, it, trauma you know, is trauma. It's just it's trauma. <laughs> so how do you grow from that? But again, it's this positivity spin on it, right? It's like, oh, well, well, don't worry about it. You'll forget about it. Or breakups, right? When we're young and you get your heart broken for the first oh, time. Oh man, especially when I was in, I remember uh, being a staff sergeant. In uh, you bring up a, a good one in my Marine. I ain't gonna say his name. I ain't gonna say, yeah. I ain't gonna say his name, but I want to because the people that know him would like be like ah type of thing. And he he lost his wife, a beautiful woman, uh, but was very toxic. Like she died or they divorced? No, they divorced. Okay, well, yeah. you said lost, like huh. well, to him, he might she might as well yeah. die the way he was acting. Like, and we were in Southern California, mm-hmm. Southern California. He said I, she was just everybody, everything, I, and I was like, bro. You could have you in Southern California, but like when they say there's fish in the sea, like they literally breed fish here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is like you could be in worse places in San Diego. We were stationed at Miramar at the time, and and but I never gave him the space to be like, how do you feel? Right. Like and like and we just matter of fact, it was oh I don't I don't it, that's dope. so you you were a part of the problem, Morgan. I literally I'm hold on, Google. let me okay. show you, let me show you how bad this guy. Let me show you how bad this guy. Stassard Lattimore, Stassard Lattimore, right? Had he was, I think he was a Lance Corporal. I literally had one of the girls I was dating at the time hook him up with one of her friends to help him forget, which is which sounds cool as hell to dudes. Like they like, this was great. And it was, but like it was so bad, like he didn't have a good relationship with her because he hadn't even dealt with his stuff. It's, yeah. And that's exactly, right? I mean, he, I think it's a perfect case it, study. Yeah, and I was just like, I can make it feel better. Let me give you more problems. Because you were trying to fix his problems and yeah. not support him. Yeah, I wasn't supporting him at all. I just I just Googled <clears throat> toxic positivity again, and your picture's right next to Why the hell? That's messed up. <laughs> no, but that's a great example. And it happens whether it's relationships, whether it's work stuff. Hey, bro, let me take you out, man. Yeah. Let's go. Forget you know. about it. Forget about it. <laughs> hey, let's go get some drinks. Yeah. Let's go to the bar. Let me show you. Let me show you most of the reasons why that she doesn't matter. We do some stupid stuff, bro. So I think really well, we did. I was like, we do. We yeah, did. well, because <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little more in touch now. But it's really a matter what it all boils down to is just opening the door, providing a foundation of support, and letting people actually feel what they're going to feel, so they can. And I love you know Fidel's thing. 
receive it, reframe it, and then respond to it. Right. So when you've got yeah. these feelings, like no, you've got to receive go to it yep. and then reframe it and then and then develop a, a however you're going to respond to it. And sometimes you gotta wallow in it. I remember the first time like my heart was broken, and now I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, you know, there was like a semblance of love there, but it wasn't the same kind of love that I experience now. No, you're not, you weren't the same person. Joey. Exactly. Well, and that's yeah. my point, though. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I grew from it. I became more resilient from it. I All of these things, I had to experience that. But again, it was the same thing. The guys that were close to me were like, oh, bro, don't worry about it. You know, like, and I mean, I was... Like it kind of it hurt. ripped me apart for a few yeah. months. I didn't even want to, and I was surfing especially a lot. As a, especially too. in, and I would say, not, so it won't seem one-sided. Um, in different scenarios, like men are really bad at that. Like we are, like we grow up to, you suppress every, is that, is that a feeling? Is that a, give me a knife. We're going we gonna to cut the feeling out of them, right? Yeah. And, and then different industries, uh, different cultures, um, so there's, and now with, you know, with all these, these small, these small pieces, and then we mix in cultures and then we mix in experiences. And like, now it just compounds. Like, you're not supposed to be like, I'm a man. And then I'm in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Like, you see what I mean? Like how to compound, yeah. like, you take the pain and like, oh, brotherhood. But don't tell me, don't tell me about your emotions, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, where's the brotherhood? Because us being brothers means that we have an emotional, spiritual, or some type of like internal connection, right? It's not just I'm here for you. Like, I, and I always say that the people like, um, you know, you when I fought when people say uh, we love our people, we love our people. I'm like, what? I couldn't get it. But like, if you're willing to die to for the person for the left or sacrifice in any sense of the word, even not non-military, sacrifice yourself for another. That's emotion. That's empathy. That's love. Like that's like you care about them, and we have to be more. I think that's the key. Is we have to get more comfortable with expressing our feelings to us. We need to be honest with ourselves first, and then we need to create environments that make us or make the people around us. Uh, what what did this lady say to me this uh, this past weekend? We have to make the environment safe. Well, so the big, another one of the big buzzwords right now is a psychologically safe environment. And right. I talk about it a lot when I'm doing workshops, but it's more centered around providing the space for your people to have a bias for action. And there's trust there. So they can tell on each other. No. So they can raise their hand if they feel like something's wrong, but they can also raise their hand if they have an idea, they're feeling creative, they okay. want to take a chance. They know they're supported and they know if they fail, it's not the end of their career. Right? They failed because they were trying something new or they were trying to make something better. The majority of people don't fail maliciously. right? Like Most people, I would say 99% no. of people, fail with the best intent. And so a psychologically safe environment just means, hey, I, I was trying something. It didn't work out. Okay, cool. No, no big deal. We pick you up. We dust you off. We figure out what we learned from it, and we build on that. Right. right? But to take that one step further, the psychologically safe environment to the point of what we're talking about now also means that it's okay to say, you know what? I'm having a bad day. My, my dog died last night and I'm super sad today. That's a big one for me. I actually, with pets, I ain't gonna lie. Cause I'm not a pet person. Right. So that was, let's but, use that uh, as an I, example. I, use it, I mean, I say that because like it is help. It has taught me. Right. And that, that, 
everybody feels a different way about different things, right? And and so I need to learn not to how to. I'm not trying to force my my understanding on people. Is just to show up and be present for them. Well, and that's the point, right? So <laughs> if the little graph they had down there, one of them was like um, hiding your emotions. Mm-hmm. So if if my pet died. I would be wrecked. Like it's going to be a bad week mm-hmm. for me. So when I come in the next day to work and I'm sad, if I'm not in a psychologically safe environment, I'm not going to tell you, Hey, my pet died and I'm sad. I'm just going to try to hide being sad, which means I'm not going to be productive for that week because I'm afraid you're going to tell me, Oh, don't worry about it. Just get another one, which is the worst thing you could tell me at that point. Right. I think uh, what you, what you said, what I learned over time, right, and this probably I, I didn't really practice it to the last, probably the last how long I've been out now, uh, probably three years of my career um, and my life. The last three years of my life is where to make that environment safe for my people, um, and 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 I would tell any leader of any organization to do the exact same thing, um, and I, and I'll I'll clarify at the end of this is you need to be vulnerable with them. Like you sometimes, like when I'm having a bad day, what I started to do is go, all right, everybody, I'm having a bad day. I'm having some personal things going on with me and I, and my emotions are a little bit over, over the place. I, either you've done nothing, uh, but I just want you to be aware of how I'm feeling, right? And so if you you think that something's wrong with me, something is. Right, I don't need to give them the details. That right. I mean, I need to like open bleeding hard, you know, especially with your, you know, the people you work with or your subordinates or however you want to, your team, however you want to look at that. Um, but at least they, 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 they know that you're human and that you are expressive, and then they get the courage to say, "Oh, if, if I'm really trying to set that example, they are able to show up the same way." And it's like, "Hey, Massar, hey, Gunny, uh, hey, uh, ma'am, or sir." This is how I'm feeling today. Okay, I got it. Let me know how I support. I can support you and then go from there. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's just allowing people that space. And then also realizing that you're bringing something in too. So you just said you're not a pet person, right? But let's say you had a pet. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I, I just had a dog, and he, and he passed. Like, I wasn't happy about it. And I'm not a, like, I'm, when I said not a pet person, I mean, like, if we had a scale of one to 10, I'm more like a, a four. But see, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. So the, the flip side of that exact yeah. same conversation yeah. is if you came in on Monday and said, yeah, you know, our dog died last night. I'd be like getting ready to d- give you a sympathy card. I got a couple of friends like that. So, but then Are again, you okay, bro? Like, that's right. I'm that's, here. I'm like, I'm good. I think I am. But that's me putting my stuff on you again. Yeah. So the point is whether... You think you're doing good, but it's not always... Yeah, you just have to allow people the space to feel whatever it is they're feeling. And something that might wreck me, you might be like, oh, okay, it's not a big deal. Same thing, you know... It hurts, but I'm going to move through it, right? If you had a breakup or whatever it is, everybody feels something. If I left a family member, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) But everybody feels stuff differently. And so I think the point of all this thing... Uh, the toxic positivity and authenticity, as I would like to think of it, is is to just be yourself and allow people to Don't to be, be their self, yeah, no. and then to just grow or or support them so they can grow and support yourself. So you Have can grow. the courage to show up for yourself first, so you can make 
more uh, well thought out decisions, mm-hmm. and you can then you can show up for those people that don't need you to tell them how they should feel or what they should feel, but just need a safe space to feel it. Yeah, and I think this is where the two eyes, two ears, one mouth comes in. If one of the people on your team or a friend or anybody is is dealing with something and you're the one they're opening up to, listen and watch listen, yeah. twice as much as you speak. Listen. And I, I I bring in the watch piece because they might be telling you one thing, but you're visually seeing something else. They might be telling you, oh, That's I'm fine, fear. I'm fine. Yeah, in the fear of like how people are like, I'm fine, I don't know how you're going to accept me. And I need to tell you something verbally, but my body language tells you. That and that's I'm exactly just, what this, <laughs> this thing is, is talking about. You know, yeah. you're, you can see it. So I would say for leaders, make sure that you're also keeping an eye on when somebody goes through some kind of life-changing event or, you know, some life event. Mm-hmm. Watch them as much as you're listening to them because of this toxic positivity thing. They might be telling you something that's not true because they're trying to hide it or suppress it. Maybe they're not comfortable sharing and that's okay but at least open that space to where they could if they wanted to, or they at least know it's okay to feel what they're feeling. I agree. That's all I got. That's, that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I can't think of anything else. We, <laughs> we kind of kicked that one around to death. I've learned about it. I mean, I will use it more often. I think that is a, um, a very, I like the term. I like the, it just gives me a, a placeholder for, to understand like how people show up. It's thought-provoking. Yeah, it is. It the is. term is thought-provoking. I don't know that I like the term, but it's thought-provoking. I'm telling you, Jody, you don't like a lot of the definitions. I'm, I'm telling you, we've we've had these definitions. I'll, I'll go literal, and you'll be like, that ain't how I see it. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. This, this, and those are, the, those are the ones where we have good, you know, good debates, yeah. right? And, like, and then at the end of the day, we end at the episode, we end up, Agreeing anyway? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we agree on the concept <laughs> yeah, for sure. Concept. I'm just talking about, <clears throat> I feel like we're adding toxic to everything right now. Are we? I kind of feel like we are. What else have you seen? Toxic, toxic masculinity. Um, of course, you put me on the spot now. I can't think of it. But there's a couple <laughs> others where it's- They know, don't exist if you can't tell us, y'all. Where it's, you know, toxic. And and I get it. Like, <clears throat> these are things that, but it all comes down to authenticity, I think. Mm-hmm. And then- being authentic is huge, man. Yeah, and then you know, just building resilience and, and that and all that, that takes. And the, the, I say it to people, it ain't as easy as it sounds. Like, oh, but let's just be authentic. Like it does. I mean, I, as a speaker and as a coach and as a, a, a public figure in my space, like showing up as yourself is hard. And it's mm-hmm. like, but what I've learned is, if you're around the right people, you should always be able to uh, be yourself. You know. Uh, for yourself, like yeah, and if I think they don't that's that. Then you're in the wrong circles. Th- that's something to take away <clears throat> as well. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that if you feel like you're having to squelch yourself or or dampen whatever it is, um, and there's a difference between how you show up and and actually like dampening things, your feelings. You know, I mean, you can't always go in uh, and click off safe. Like you've got to, you do have to monitor your emotional yeah. expression. But um, yeah, you would probably need to change your circle. If that's the case. No, probably. You need to change the circle. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's a little bit that you can control as well, but. Yeah, changing your circle. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's going to wrap us for another uh, episode. But I will say, and I just pulled this up so I could remember, somebody wrote in and they want us to tackle the topic of quiet quitting. 
So that might be on the agenda next time. I had to look it up as well. Um, it's from one of our old quiet quitting senior chief friends out there uh, from the Navy. But we will tackle that in the future. And if you have any things you want us to, to talk about, topics, please let us know. Uh, we're always looking for different things to talk about, different guests to bring on. We're still trying to stay local here in the studio. At some point, we're going to have to start zooming people in because mm -hmm. uh, we can, I think we're. We'll be fine with that. We got a lot yeah. of, I got, and we, we growing our network and, and I think it's just bound to happen and it's going to be good because like, just like coaching with people like, oh, it's just virtual coaching. I said, it gives you the ability to have the connection with people that you otherwise would never meet. Yeah, be everywhere. You can be everywhere. So. But if you got ideas for topics, let us know. Uh, as always, please leave us some. Some stars, uh, preferably five, and add the sixth one in the reviews, as Morgan likes to say. And when you list this one, give us another topic like this, you know, the toxic positivity, the quiet quitting. Like, these are, like, I like to learn, too. Yeah. And so that forces us to, like, we don't know everything. We don't pretend to know everything. And just like we want to bring value to you, you can bring your knowledge and your value to us by leaving those comments and telling us what that next topic is that we can talk about with you. Especially if it's something we've never heard of, because then we got to look it up and, and then we do this. Like we, we start talking about it and kind of work through it uh, right here. Become a part of our coaching. All righty. Easy day. Y'all have a good day. See you later. Bye. Thanks for hanging out.